Blog Talk Radio. Juice Radio Show, bringing the liveest people on our show. Talks of top shows, music artists and entrepreneurs. Sit down, exclusively with the Juice. The Juice Radio Show talks up. Yo, what up, what up, what up, what up? It is your girl, TK, the one and only. This is the Juice Radio Show. We got, while well, I try to introduce yourselves, who we got on the show, you know, our crew. Shy guy live from the north side up in the building, all that stuff. Okay, okay. Got your boy Young Tiller up in here. So how y'all week been? It's been cool. It's been a cool week, you know. Work. Uh, yeah. Work. Just regular, regular, regular stuff. Work. No. What about you, Shy? Pretty cool, pretty cool, pretty cool. A lot of uh, accomplishments and stuff like that. A lot of strides and um, yeah, just been rocking. Okay, accomplishments like what? Like, I'm um, curious. I mean, I can't spell too much, cause, but uh, it it's stuff that got to do with music, basically. I'm gonna say that. Okay, okay. Dropping some new music or working on some. That's new what music. it sounds like, anyway. Yeah, but it's not even that. To be honest, it's like uh, it's like I've been chosen for opportunities. I'm gonna say that. Oh, that's that. good. Okay, mm-hmm. I see. So let's get right into our segments. Uh, We start with you, Shaw. What do you got for us on music entertainment? Okay, so as y'all know, my boy Mac Miller he dropped his album Circles, which was projected to sell 200k in the first week, and also on the same day, you had you had a. Dreamville dropped the Revenge of the Dreamers 3 Deluxe and then you also had Eminem drop an album a surprise Eminem. album yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Dang. Hmm. I was like this is kind of timely and uh, I was kind of salty about it cause his album ended up kind of overshadowing Mac Miller's album and mm-hmm. he was just he was on a he was on the same OMS Name dropping, mm. a lot of corny lines, stuff mm. like that. It was just like, man. Who's whose album? Uh, Eminem. Oh, you so was, it was yeah. kind of trash, basically. <laughs> basically, the whole thing or just parts of it. That's crazy because Eminem. I mean, I ain't gonna say it was like, trash, trash. Really I ain't gonna say it was trash, trash, but it was like trash. <laughs> I ain't gonna lie. To you. I was listening to it. I uh. I only listened to that one song with him in Juice World, and I couldn't finish it. I could, I could not finish it. I ain't like that, so bro. I, I just, yeah, man. Eminem, <laughs> he, he, the old Eminem is way better than the Eminem he is today, in my opinion. Definitely. I don't even Definitely. know the Eminem today. Like, I don't know what he, his now his music is or anything like that. Yeah. But maybe he's. You're not missing out on nothing. Oh, okay. Nah. <laughs> well. <laughs> <laughs> you know. I mean, it's, it's some of it is somewhat cool. Like yeah. his past, I say what three, four albums that he dropped. I I don't think I have one of his songs on there. Mm-hmm. Don't nah. That's crazy uh, though. So have you heard uh, Mac Miller's album? Grammarly. It was beautiful. It was yeah. definitely beautiful. Did uh, you listen to it? Uh, yeah, I listened to it. I didn't. I didn't finish it all the way. Okay. I got, I'm almost done with it, but you know. 
taking my time with it, just uh, listening to it still. Yeah. So. Okay. I feel it. So let me get into a little bit of Black history for y'all. Um, this is actually surprising to find, that, um, but it says from Huffington Post. Chadwick Boseman tapped to play Japan's first black samurai, Yasuke. Chadwick Boseman has found himself in another epic role. The Black Panther actor has been tapped to star as Yasuke, the first African samurai in Japanese history, Deadline reported. The legend of Yasuke is one of history's best-kept secrets. The only person of non-Asian origin, non-Asian origin to become a samurai, Boseman said, according, according to the Deadline quote. That's not just an action movie. That's a cultural event, an exchange, and I am excited to be part of it. Although Yasuke was the first, there has been uh, been other non-Asian samurai since. So yeah, that's pretty interesting to me to find out that he's actually going to be playing as an African um, samurai. So yeah. Is it qualified? Is it qualified? Correct you? Or you yes, please do. Okay. It's uh, it's Yasuke. Yasuke? I always thought it was Yasuke. That's, That's just, this is that Japanese thing. Oh, okay. <laughs> All right. <laughs> I didn't know you was from Japan. But thank you for the hey. correction. I appreciate that. Hey, all that anime in me. That's just how I it is. Right. I feel like uh, it's going to be a movie. Yeah, it's going to be a movie about Yasuke. Okay. And I, I think that's going to be a... Uh, I think that's going to be a good movie, you know? I do, too. I think it's going to be... I think if it's him in it, I feel like it might be it might get played out like how Black Panther was. Mm. You know, how all, everybody, all, you know, like all black people, they was like, yeah, man, let's all get together and go see this uh, Black Panther and whatnot, you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so I feel like it's going to be, it's going to be a big thing and it's going to, it's going to be a very interesting. Okay. So what do we have on weather? So the weather, right now, the weather is 50 degrees. That's today, tomorrow, it's going to be 44 degrees. Saturday, it's going to be 52. Sunday, is going to be 55. Mm. Uh, Monday, is going to be 57. Tuesday, slightly rainy, but 47 degrees. And then Wednesday, Wednesday and Thursday will be 53. Friday will be 54. And then Saturday will be 56. That's so, a, for next week? Yeah. That's is it going to rain week. at all or snow or anything? Uh, it don't right now. It's only like a slight chance of rain on Tuesday. That's it. Hmm. Okay. So I was kind of low key, kind of upset about the snow. Man, it was I'm not it gonna was, lie. Like, what do you mean upset? <laughs> like, you mad that you was upset that it's gone so quick, or that, no, it that it's happened? even there? Oh. <laughs> I don't like the snow. So <laughs> I mean, that's just me. I don't like the winter. I don't like anything cold. Mm-hmm. So when I woke up, I really thought that school was going to be out. I actually like looked online and everything at six in the morning. But yeah, TPS is still in effect, so mm-hmm. have to go to work. So that's great. But yeah, man, not that bad. I mean, my my personal, uh, like how I feel about it is like. Mm-hmm. Yesterday it was snowing, but then today it's like you know you could walk outside with just shirt on and be all right, you know. Yeah. The snow was gone just like that. So. Well, it'd be like that. So we got another uh, another just from a shout up. You can introduce yourself. Sorry. My bad, y'all. Go ahead. Oh, <laughs> uh, um, what's up? It's ICM. Um, yeah, I'm just kidding. 
So tell us how your week was. Um, it's been decent. I've just been really tired. I haven't got much sleep, but it's been okay. Like, yeah. Yeah. So like two Thursdays ago, Ramal um talked about some of the accomplishments that we wanted to make happen for this year. So what's some of the things that y'all been working on to kind of get yourself, you know, or to progress anyway in the accomplishments that you set for yourself? For me, I've been definitely making sure I network and communicate more with people. And also, in addition to that, just making sure I'm making at least small strides as far as some stuff that I want to accomplish. That's okay. me. Okay. Uh, I don't think I was here for that. Oh, but, yeah, I don't think you were either. But for my accomplishments, it's... Uh, for me to get to achieve my accomplishments, it would be to, you know, putting more effort into my work, you know, trying to get a network, do more networking too also, and just trying to get myself out there and get myself known. That's really, that's really about it. Yeah. I've just been trying to, like, do more stuff for myself, like, um, applying to more things, just trying to, like, do things for me instead of for other people. Okay. Um, I think for well, personally, I kind of. I'm gonna just be honest. <laughs> uh, I have been working on things, but a lot of my time has been consumed by. Um. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> no. <laughs> a lot of okay, my mentally right like. I don't know really how to put this, but mentally a lot of my uh, energy has been put into things that haven't been for myself. Um, but I am definitely in the process of getting myself back to a more grounded and a grounded state to where I can actually apply good things into my, yeah, into myself. So yeah, I'm so working say, on it. <laughs> so you say grounded in your definition, what does that look like? Stable, stability, um, being peace at peace with things, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh not allowing myself to like over Well. Yeah, not allowing myself to become overwhelmed and you know, just being more like level, balanced. Keeping Does your, that make sense? Like, yeah. I feel it. I feel you're, it. You're, you're trying to like keep being calm through more situations that you go through and whatnot. Well, yeah, that too. So yeah, see, I'm just trying to be more balanced, you know, with yeah. a lot of uh, personal like stuff with family and you know all that stuff. I feel it. I, I trust. I trust the process, you know. Out of all bad things, something, something good come out of it. So. Mm-hmm. So yeah, man, been like that. So yeah. So uh, I want to talk a little bit about the new chief of police that we have been, um, or the new chief of police of Tulsa, actually. Uh, so the I think his name is well, it's going to replace Chuck Jordan uh, for the Tulsa Police Department. And Bynum revealed the mayor, you know, uh, Bynum revealed his choice for Tulsa's new police on Wednesday. Uh, Major Wendell Franklin. That is his name. So, I'm going to see. 
Do y'all know anything about the previous chief of police, Chuck Jordan? Not necessarily. Don't know nothing about it. I mean, aside from like other people's opinions, but. So what about this now, like police uh, officer? Do you know anything about him? I know a little. I haven't done my own research yet, but I've been seeing a whole bunch of people comment on it, and they were saying like. One, he said that there was no racism that existed in our current police force and that um, under his squad, I believe, which is in Gilcrease or or was in Gilcrease, Mm -hmm. that was where the most violence was happening and stuff like that. But it was just a lot of it was just a lot of crazy stuff that deemed him to be not so fit to be the police chief. He's actually, uh, according to, you know, Tulsa World, he's being named Tulsa's first black police chief. And from my, in my memory, he is, you know, Tulsa's first, I've never seen any, like, black police chief anyway. But he was introduced Wednesday as the next chief. Um, he said that I am so fearful of failing, uh, but I know I can't fail because I have such a great group of people around to help me, Franklin said during an afternoon press conference at City Hall. He was selected by Mayor G.T. Bynum to succeed Chief Chief Chuck Jordan, who's retiring February 1st. So I'm going to just read a little bit to give you all a little bit of background. Um, It says, out of several excellent public servants, I have decided that Wendell Franklin is the best person to lead the Tulsa Police Department moving forward because he, he has a clear vision of the Tulsa Police Department, because he is an effective team builder with high standards, and because he knows Personally, the re- the realities of community policing in all parts of our city, uh, Bynum said. Franklin's passion for innovation and his selfless management style reflect, uh, and quote, the ideal that my administration seeks to install in the culture of our great city. So, yeah, that's pretty much just a little bit about, you know, why I guess the mayor appointed him to be chief of police. Mm-hmm. But it's interesting that he said he had cl- has a clear vision of the police department, and then he says that he doesn't see any racism in the police department, you know? Yeah. It's kind of fishy, but, yeah. I just got to put the dots together. <laughs> but, yeah. Inspector Gadget over there, she got to... I mean, hey, you got to do what you got to do. I feel you. But, yeah, so what do y'all, like, what is the, le- I mean, not police, community policing to y'all? You know, Man, it, it don't exist to me. Okay, but what is it? What does it look like then? Uh, I mean, it, like in a like in an ideal society, what it would look like to me is that all right, you got this person. He spent he spent maybe fifteen years living in this community, and he already knows all of the people. Like he cool with everybody and stuff like that. And then eventually he decides to apply to be a police officer. Like he didn't done the exams and all that stuff. He didn't went through the right training, physical and psychological. And then now he's a police officer in that community that he spent 15 years in, 15 plus years in. And with that, it's like because he knows all those people, because he's acquainted with everybody, got those relationships, mm-hmm. it's like everything is cool. There's no type of there's no type of violence that would ensue because of miscommunication or because of like implicit things. But most of the time pretty much all the time really don't work like that. 
So what about y'all? Let me just read the definition of community policing. Um, It is the system, you know, according to the actual dictionary, the system of allocating police officers to particular areas so that they become familiar with the local inhabitants. So putting police officers, like, for example, in South Sosa so that they, they can become local with, or friends or whatever, familiar with the people of South Sosa. You know? Right. So what about y'all? What is it to y'all? I'll let you go first. You can go. <laughs> well, um, honestly, I really don't. I, mean, I, I really don't know, to be honest. Um, I'm. I still need to understand it more, so I don't really want to like speak on it. And I don't. So is it cool if I mm-hmm. is it cool if I ask y'all a question? Yeah. yeah. So like, if y'all if y'all were to have like if y'all were to have a police officer in y'all community, what would y'all want that police officer to be like? Um, you know, I mean, I will do his job, but you know, not to not to a. Um, like where he does it over the limit, you know, mm-hmm. like you know, I understand that like, you know you're trying to make sure we're protected and safe and all, but you know, at some point in times, if it, 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 I feel like it could get to a point to where it's like, okay, man, now you're doing a little bit too much, you know, like, right, you know, say if, so this is what happened to me a couple of weeks ago, even though it's not my, even though it wasn't a police officer, but still. Like it happened in the community. Mm-hmm. My cousin came over. We chilling outside in his car, and he normally doesn't come around the neighborhood and whatnot. And so, like a dude came up and was like, "You know, I've never seen this car here or whatnot. Mm-hmm. You know, I've never. I don't even know who you are. Do you even live in this neighborhood?" And I'm I'm sitting there trying to tell him like, "Yeah, I live here." And you know, he's not quite understanding. You know, he's like, "No, nah, you don't live here. You don't live here. So you think that you up to no good?" And so. That's what like, the police officer said? No, nah, it or? was a neighbor. Oh, okay. It was a neighbor. But like, what I was trying to say is, like, you know, that incident like that shouldn't happen. That's, I feel like that's taking it too far. If a police officer did it, like, you know, I've never seen this car here, you know. Yeah. What are you oh, doing okay. here? And he said, oh, you know, it's my cousin. You know, he's here for, he just came to visit because he, you know, he normally doesn't come out this way. And then you take it too far and then you're like, you know, oh, well, I've never seen this car here. Like, do you even live here? Like, why are you here? And stuff like that. Right. And it's like, dude, I just told you what he's doing here. You know, why are you trying to go further into it? And so then it's like, you know, you just aggravate him. He's like, all right, man, I got to leave, man. Because if he's going to be like this, then nah, I don't want to be in the neighborhood. Right, right. You know, right. And so I feel like that's a part of taking it too far if 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 that was to happen. Yeah, like, why are you pressing me, bro? Like, chill. Like, for real. Like, I told you, I told you why I'm here, and so, but right. still on my case, and yeah. so, you know, mm-hmm. stuff like that. What about you? Yeah, kind of like what you were saying about the whole safety thing, but I would say just, like, to ensure that we're safe, of course, like, everyone's safe, but at the same time, it's, like, not to go too far, like you were saying, if you don't see, like, a threat. You know, like, if you don't really see anything that raises awareness, like, if you just suspect something that's different, but if you don't actually, like, see actual proof, then you don't need to do all that. But you just need to just show, like, basic security and make sure that everyone is safe and, yeah, you know, that's better. So would y'all want to have, like, interactions? Like, would you want the police officer to interact with you? Or, you know what I mean? Like, what's some things that you 
would actually want from this police officer besides like the normal, yeah. you know, safety. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, I would. I would want some interaction. Like, then you can feel like you can depend on him and feel comfortable talking to him about stuff. You know? So, yes, I would. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, have a, like, have a block party every now and then or something like that. Like, something that actually pulls people in. So, I, I know you. that you just not this mercenary that's walking around my neighborhood on some weird stuff that yeah. you're actually a person that I can communicate with. Yeah. I feel that. I feel like it's about building a relationship with the person that uh, is going to be there, you know. Forever. Just in case anything goes wrong, you know, you got somebody you can go to that's not in your household that, you know, uh, can talk to them about if something does go on. If, you know, mm-hmm. if something... I say like you in the neighborhood and somebody take a take like your bike or something, you know, you you want to go be able to go up to the officer and say, hey, man, you know, somebody came and took my bike. You know, can you be out? Can you be on the lookout for it? You know, since you, you know, you be in this area all the time. You know, I just want you to keep an eye out for it. And if you see it, you know, yeah. could you get it back for me or something like that? So, yeah. Just something like that. All of my interactions with police officers has been pretty scary. Um Honestly, uh, I think most of them were when I surprisingly were when I was younger. Um, I remember one time, like me and a couple of friends were playing, uh, we were playing tag, like free tag, but we were, you know, imitating guns and stuff. And there was a police officer down the street, and he rolled up to us, and all my friends, this is like kind of blurry, but all my friends like ran to the back of the house, and it was me and my brother up front, and he was like, uh, "What are you gonna do with that gun?" And I'm like, this is, what? It's an imaginary gun. <laughs> what are you talking about? And I look in the window, and, uh, and then I, like, wave at my dad to come out, you know. So he came out, and I don't remember what happened after that. But that happened. That was scary. And then a lot of other stuff happened um, in my house. And a lot, Just a lot of crazy stuff happened with police officers when I was, young, when I was younger. Um, now, I think most of it was because my dad has always been... Um, like fighting for a lot of stuff in the community so in a way he was like a target i guess or something so yeah i don't know we were just always like had to have interactions with police officers that wasn't always friendly but um i think for me community policing and i, I agree with what you said which i said it doesn't really exist in my mind but if it did um i would appreciate like a police officer actually just taking the time to like get to know the people that are in certain neighborhoods um even like helping out people like if you see somebody moving or a car messed up or something and not assuming that they're trying to steal the car or they're trying to rob a house you know so yeah just just doing like nice stuff like that so people can actually trust the police to actually do their job the correct way you know so yeah that's my opinion but with all that being said we are going to go on a quick break i'm going to play little baby whoa Y'all stay tuned. This is the Juice Radio Show. You know I'm coming. You know I'm coming. Been over, then I murdered the 
gunner if you want your purse. Oh, baby, you be lining your verses. I be here and say you buying them purses. I can't even lie, you ain't my type. You ain't even all that fine in person. I can guarantee you if you my kind, she got every bag you can imagine. Big house, I can really be bragging. Hundred thousand in my mouth, like what's that? And not the big cheap tea that's embarrassing. He ain't me, you can keep the comparison. My two, probably one of the bad. Good girl, turning into a sad. This bitch got a problem in traffic. We can't do it, imagine she wagging. Low key, I've been keeping it classy. Could be really out here doing them nasty. Couldn't even see me in last year. Just started in them and last year. I ain't even tried to and I passed me. Giving looks, I contribute to fashion. Drop a song, I be giving them cash. Stand alone, I should ready to rap. Brand new car is noisy. Come to when it's roaring. You ain't got to worry. Don't care about your boyfriend. See me and get nervous. I damn near did it perfect. Work hard and determined. It's safe to say I earned it. Whoa, whoa, yeah. None of you guys can flash me. Whoa. Matter of fact, none of you guys get tired me. Whoa. Post my trip up daily just so they can see. Whoa. Turn me on some more so my haters can hear. I put it up in the back of the car and I tell her to go. She when she lands, she bury the band, she back on the road. She know how I get when I get in that mode. No clothes, only do shows and make me some songs. Make sure that other come and get sold. We put these scribbles cause we propose. We play with our money and not what I know. I used to go to the west to get lost. I just came back from the west with a trophy. I'm on some most. She said she missed it and send an emotion. No time to kick it on my waist emotion. Can't say I miss you, I don't got emotions. I'm on that back when I step on the floats. I'm on that me and the broken cadoes. I'm on that back when I stood at the shows. Ain't going broke, I'm just back on my old. No taking I don't know how to go. I know one thing I'm never gonna be hopeless If you tell them what was said, you eroded Try the new car, bet like it's stolen yeah. Brand new car is noisy Come to when it's roaring You ain't gotta worry Don't care about your boyfriend See me and get nervous I damn near did it perfect Work hard and determined It's safe to say I earned it yeah. None of you guys can flash me Matter of fact, none of you guys can trash me Post my trip up daily just so they can see Turn me on some more so my haters can hear. Brand new car is noisy. Come to when it's roaring. You ain't gotta worry. Don't care about your boyfriend. See me and get nervous. I damn near did it perfect. Work hard and determined. It's safe to say I earned it. Yeah. None of you guys can flash me. Matter of fact, none of you guys can trash me. Post my trip up daily just so they can see. Turn me on some more so my haters can hear. Don't miss a moment. Live TV from 70 Plus Channel. Searching for ways to grow your business? Or perhaps you would like to invest in Tulsa's African-American community? The Black Wall Street Chamber of Commerce is a great place to start. The Chamber was created to serve and increase the visibility of needs in our community. It is an umbrella organization for local businesses, the Tulsa Juneteenth Festival, BWS Black Women in Business, and the Grassroots Economic Development Fund known as BWS The Power Group. For more information about the Black Wall Street Chamber of Commerce or to donate to the Power Group, visit bwschamber.com. 
Dawn Tree here, CEO of Underground Tree Studios, a one-stop shop for graphics, web design, and art. We do workshops, we do mural workshops, we also work with elders in the realm of technology. And if you're looking for a logo, a business card, or a website, we have you there. You can find us online at www.utreep.com. That's the letter U T R E E P dot com. So if you're interested in any of these services, feel free to visit Underground Tree Studios online at utreep.com. If your credit starts with a three, four, five, or six, this is for you. Did you know that it's costing you to have bad credit? You can't get qualified for that house or apartment and you're paying high interest rates, along with paying high car insurance, and it may be costing you that job that you really want. What are you waiting on? Take more of a holistic approach. Pick up the phone and call the Credit Shiro at 832-642-1554 or text CAMP to 76626. With 13 amazing services, we restore and repair generations to come. Once again, call the Credit Shiro at 832-642-1554 or text CAMP to 76626. If you know better, you do better. Only the Credit Shiro can help you to save the day. Yo, what up, what up? It is the Juice Radio Show. We are back, we are back, and we are better. So, we, y'all can introduce yourselves one more time, let people know who is on the show. Shaga live from the north side. I see him. And Young Tilly. What up, what up? <laughs> so, let's get into it, man. We got some interesting, this an a, a interesting topic for y'all. Um, we're going to talk a little about this mysterious virus in China. Um, it happened on January 20th of 2020, this year, of course. This is according to Wikipedia. Um, it says China, Chinese Premier Li Qiang, something like that, urged decisive and effective efforts to prevent and control the pneumonia epidemic caused by a novel coronavirus. As of January 23rd, 18 deaths have, have occurred all in China, and there's evidence of human-to-human transmission. What do y'all think about that? Because that's pretty crazy. That is scary. <laughs> and the fact that it can spread between humans. Well, I mean, that's that's really scary because I know it's a lot of people down there. It's like you know, it's a Heck very yeah. it's a very compact city. You know, yeah, people be rubbing shoulders to shoulder shoulders, and so you know. I mean, isn't I mean China? Isn't there? Um, it's pretty like dirty, like the pollution stuff. Yeah, pollution is very high. I'm sure it's easy to get a lot of different viruses and stuff in China. Yeah. Like, I'm sure. But the fact they said it's, it's a mysterious virus is pretty interesting to me, anyway. Just because it's mysterious, you know, nobody really knows what it is. Mm-hmm. But yeah, sounds like if it's mysterious, it kind of sounds like somebody, you know, uh, somebody could have made it, you know, made it up and yeah, just airborne it or something like that. True that. Kind of like them, them zombie movies. Yeah. Wasn't there like then where I don't know if y'all heard of this? Maybe I might sound crazy, but there was something. That happened um, where like people were like biting people. Oh, turning into zombies? That like here? You know, I mean, <laughs> not I'm just like, like real. No, I, I mean, but... I'm not saying that, but like, yeah. you know, like they they were they were trying to show like show ways of them being a zombie or something like that. Like yeah, like they were eating 
other humans. Like biting other humans. You talking about when they was doing like the bath salt thingy? No, wait, maybe it is that. Yeah, they, they oh, was, it yeah. was people. People was eating bath salt, and then they were starting into zombies and whatnot. That's crazy. <laughs> but the fact that a bath salt can have that effect on yeah. humans, and we're putting it in our bath, you know. But okay, it's it's something you're supposed to bathe with, not. But if it's if it's harmful internally, wouldn't it be harmful externally? No, I don't think so. What? I mean, okay, but that's like, do you drink soap on a daily basis? No, but okay. But soap is still harmful for us. I mean, it doesn't really like. It depends on what kind anything. of soap you use, though. That's true, but I can eat organic soap. I can't eat a non-organic. Soap. I can't eat Dove, but I can eat. An organic- I mean, I wouldn't, but I can. You know. So I'm just, <laughs> I'm just saying. <laughs> I'm just saying. So I was presented with a new source that actually came out today. It looks like this morning, and it says okay. snakes could be the source of this outbreak. Mm-hmm. It says snakes, the Chinese crate, and the Chinese cobra may be the original source of the newly discovered coronavirus that has triggered an outbreak of a deadly infectious rep- respiratory illness in China this winter. That's pretty crazy. That's, that's real crazy. Well, it's interesting how it just now, like if this snake always existed, why is this virus just now popping up? You know, I mean, it's probably you know got in contact with people. Somebody probably got bit or something. You but know. I'm pretty sure this is the first time. Well, I mean, maybe it has. It is the first time this snake has ever bitten an actual person. I'm just saying, like you know, maybe I'm trying to make it into a conspiracy. But <laughs> <laughs> you know, I mean, I do like that sometimes. Though. I mean, yeah. Yeah. I don't really mess with snakes, so I mean, I I wouldn't even go near. If I see a snake coming my way, I'm just gonna walk the other way. So. I already, yeah. I already didn't like snakes. I yeah, just got man, I, I just, just made me not like it a lot more. Man, so. man, 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 <laughs> man, man, man. <laughs> <laughs> That's crazy. So, okay, so let's get into something else then. Before, before we move on, I want to give a fun fact about snakes. Okay. Did y'all know snakes used to have legs, like, oh. like actual legs, Back legs? Yeah. Yeah. Yes, sir. My teacher, my teacher, she had a uh, one of my teachers in uh, middle school. She had a pet snake. And, like the snake had like little nubs on it, like it was like, like trying to form legs or something like that. Mm-hmm. And it was just crazy. She was just like, yeah, you know, snakes used to have legs. They used to walk on feet and whatnot. It's like, wow, that's crazy how they evolved from walking on feet feet to just like sliding on their bellies and then like. Dang. Do y'all believe we evolved from monkeys? No, no, I I don't believe that. Where do you think we came from? We were mm. created. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> uh, yeah. Man, to be honest, uh, I, I mean, I'm not gonna say for sure that I believe we came from monkeys. I feel like all life was like we, like we started off as like bacteria, which eventually I became something else, and then eventually became something. I feel like all life is like a succession. It just keeps building and building on top of each other. I mean, I'm a fish, so yeah, I, I believe in the you know. Yeah. Adam and Eve. Yeah. That's okay. I feel it. I feel it. I feel okay. it. Okay. Feel, feels it. So um, all right, let's talk a little bit about the baby. The baby. Wait, the baby or the rapper, the baby. <laughs> so. According to revolt.tv, 
The baby says he has stopped smoking marijuana. Uh, he says he has stopped smoking marijuana since New Year's Eve. Um, he is starting off 2020 without any marijuana in his system. The quote-unquote Suge rapper responded to a fan who tweeted that he looked high in a picture he posted of himself. She's tweeted, baby, you look high AF in this one, he replied. I haven't smoked since the ball dropped. The baby, I don't know if I Okay, anyway, the baby also says that he is trying to give up liquor as well. He says that he he is doing wine only, but admits he slipped up and had a little tequila with his friends. And apparently, he assaulted a hotel employee. Um, he said, wine on the burn had me on a Patron last night. He tweeted back to a fan who claimed that he had appeared drunk in the same photo. Um, the news of, more, of a more sober baby comes after he apparently assaulted a Beverly Hills hotel worker over the weekend. In the video obtained by TMZ, the baby appears upset with the hotel worker and pushes him down in a chair in the lobby. The baby responded to the allegation saying that the man took photos of him while he was with his daughter, even after he asked him not to. In an Instagram post, he wrote, uh, in quote, that hotel worker, uh, you, that, that hotel worker you see me pushing came up to me outside the hotel and asked could he record a video of me while I was holding my two-year-old daughter. So, yeah, how do y'all feel about him? I mean, I guess that wouldn't happen. But what do you think about him smoke, not stop smoking marijuana? Like, what do you think um, the good effects of marijuana and then, like, the bad effects of marijuana? He said, new year, new me. So that's that's how I see it, you know. Exactly. He, he, that's how he's trying to, trying to mm-hmm. live life. Yeah. But to me, my knowledge of marijuana, it doesn't really have an effect on people. Like, you know, it don't make people crazy or nothing like that. I feel like it it makes them more, I say more relaxed, you know. Yeah. Um, and I would say more aware of their surroundings, you know. They're more aware of surroundings and relaxed, and you know. More aware of their surroundings. Yeah. So you know that's 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 all about it. Yeah. Uh, man. Experience. Um, <laughs> In my experiences, just watching other people, it kind of depends on the person. Like, mm-hmm. I have friends who are at the most highest self, whenever they smoke, then I who can't even do it because it'll just make them trip. Like, yeah. they'll dang near be in a hospital off of a few puffs. So it's like, it, it just depends on the person. True, true. But I've never, in, in my experience of seeing like other people doing stuff, I've never seen anybody end up in the hospital. That's just that's just me. I so oh yeah, no, it's, I, it's I, I mean, yeah, like I mean, it's like you know, you really don't hear people saying, "Oh, you know, man, hey, I, I was just in the hospital the other day. You know, yeah. I, I can't do that. You know, I was in the hospital for this type of stuff." And so then it's like you know, me personally, it will question. It will question them like, "Dang, you know." What, what kind are you, you know, taking in? Like, you know, just trying right. to just being curious because, because there's, there's a, there's a version of it called K two. Mm-hmm. It's not, you know, it's not the real stuff, but you know, that stuff will mess you up. Right. And so if you're taking that, then I understand why you're in the hospital because you, you, you mess you know, for real, for real taking that part. But just like you know, you know I, it wouldn't, I don't think it'll. You know, prescribed from 
the doctor or you know, something like that, you know. To be honest with you, bro, I feel like I feel like that's 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 where it comes from. Like a lot of uh, of, uh prescribed marijuana, they like dispensary stuff like that. They usually growers and stuff. So you know, whenever those people growing it, you, you never know what they doing. They growing it. It could be that a lot of true. stuff. That is true. Yeah. I'm pretty got I'm pretty sure they got they gotta have something to at least, you know and make sure that it's safe before they go out you know. So I mean you know you got the raw materials and whatnot and you like, oh you know, I got I got this and this and this well, if you want it. Right. And you don't know nothing about it, you know. Then they like, you know what? All right, if that's if you want to sell it, that's cool. <laughs> They sell it to somebody on the street, and then the person they sell it to, they, they get messed up. They have a bad experience with it. They're in a hopper or something else happens on Facts. I hope that they do some type of, you know, not like them personally testing it or something, but like, you know, have something where they can tell if it's okay for people to have or if it's not okay. Right. So they uh they allow you to they allow you to ask for like the papers which showed uh show the tests that were that were put onto each strain but a lot of people don't do or know that. But yeah. that's something a lot of people should do, most definitely. You know, people they don't ask for all that. They just want they they just want their products so they can go home. That's for it. Real. I see. He said, "Oh yeah, let me get that. All right, I'm going. I don't, I don't <laughs> you sure you want to look at these tests? No, I'm good. Uh, spent enough money, man. Yeah, I mean, I've seen like good and bad effects of marijuana. Um, I think it just depends on how your body reacts to it. Yeah. But I don't think there's anything necessarily wrong with it. Uh, definitely with taking it in moderation. I don't think they just just smoke, 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 smoke all day, every day. Nah. But nothing." You know, but yeah, I've seen good and bad effects of it. Um, so what about him stopping drinking? Do y'all feel like, do y'all drink? Any, well, do y'all? I had to stop I myself. Know, <laughs> I don't know if you want to put that on air, but <laughs> sorry. <laughs> sorry. Just a little personal. Chill out. Um, <laughs> I forget I said that. Um, just going to move on to the next yeah, topic. Yeah. <laughs> No, but I think that's a good thing that he stopped, that he's, you know, quitting drinking, you know, because yeah. mm-hmm. it can be bad for some people, or for all people, if they take it, you know, excessively. For real. So. I agree. Yeah. You know. I yeah. feel like, uh, I feel like, uh, like, of course, as y'all know, like, the baby, he himself into a lot of situations mm-hmm. where a lot of people may have villains and stuff like that. I feel like, a lot of some some people that might be like, ah, he was smoking weed or ah, he was drinking under the influence while he was doing those things. So they may use that as like a crutch to yeah. bury him or critique him further. So that might be another reason why he doing it. It's just like yeah. they can't use that to like crucify him. Yeah. yeah. But that's good though, because there's been a lot of like celebrities and athletes that have been. You know, doing a lot of like stupid stuff, um, where people have been recording it and it's been, you know, worldwide or whatever. So, I guess it's good for him to clean up his reputation. You know, 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. Trying, uh, now that he made it, you know, I think he's trying to show people the real side of the baby, you know. Yeah. Not uh, the not the baby that be smoking and drinking all the time, but you know, yeah. the baby the baby before all the fame and whatnot. The baby before the baby. Man, <laughs> valedictorian baby. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> before his name was even the baby. His name was like, what was you? You? you know I remember, bro. I have not seen it. Do you want to see it? I do want to see it. Why? Because it's just that movie. Nah, I mean, nah, that's really the reason. I mean, yeah. I mean, it's the fourth Bad Boys, part of a classic, classic franchise. And it's the fourth one after... Third. Third. Is it really the, the third? Really? Oh, no, no, you're right, you're right, you're right, you're right. Yeah, the it's third, the third one. one. Yeah. The third. It's the third one. I think one. one before this one. That's okay. a hell. Uh, is it though? <laughs> it's a yeah. It's, it's, it's a, a it's a third one. No. Well, what <laughs> would you, how would you? What would? Uh, oh well. <laughs> how was you, How was your experience with the movie? It was cool. The the one now yeah, or the, the, the oh, bad boys uh, for life. It was just long. I it was cool, but I think it kind of got boring a little bit in the like beginning slash middle. It was kind of boring to me. Uh, it was action, but it was it wasn't enough action for me to stay to stay intrigued by it. In my opinion, I need like some John Wick action in order for it to be like lit for me, you know. Mm. So that's me. Mm. To me personally, I I'd say that uh, I say that uh, that movie was a good movie for me. I liked it. I really enjoyed it. Um, it was well worth it, you know. It was well worth going to go see. Um, it was very. It, it had some good action in it. And yeah. So, and so, yeah, I I thought it was a pretty good one. Yeah. So, if I well, could, I'd go see it again, like today or tomorrow. Mm-hmm. You know? I'm cool on that. It was good, but it's, I think it was a one time, one time watch kind of thing. I, I wouldn't watch it again. It might be. You said you liked it a lot? Yeah, I liked it. I liked it a whole lot. It wasn't enough action for me, man. It just wasn't enough action. I mean, in the end, okay, fighting scenes, boom, boom. But it wasn't like a consistent, like, oh, my gosh, I want to really look at the TV screen but like, for two hours. That's crazy. Why you want so much action? You know, you got to have some story behind it first. You know, I know you said you wanted to be like John Wick, but, you know, John Wick, Everybody know the story about John Wick, and you know it just continue on action. But the story on. happens throughout the action. You know what I mean? Like in Bad Boys, it was like it was it was too it, much talking. It was too much talk and not enough. Talking, talking. wow. <laughs> <laughs> in my opinion. I mean, but then comparing it to John Wick, I feel like that's a little it's a little excessive, don't you think? You know, because sure, yeah. John Wick, all he did was. You know, kill. kill, kill, kill. You know, that's that's nothing. <laughs> that's, really, that's really all he did in all three of his movies. You know. Yeah, that's true. I, and, I, feel you. I mean, it was over. 
I was just saying it was over simple stuff. Yeah. Some of it was. So we got a caller. Uh, let me put her through just for a moment. Y'all give me a moment. Him. Oh, him. Sorry. Uh, hello. Can you hear me? Hey, what's going on? Hi, how are you? What's up, G? What's going on? This is, this is Space of Maj. Coming to how you live from Tampa, Florida. I'm blessed. How you guys doing? We are good. It's good to hear your voice. Wonderful. Oh, yeah, it's nice to hear your voice as well. So, Spade, could you tell everybody a little bit about yourself for the folks that's not hip? Okay, so with Space Image, I'm a traveling producer and artist. Um, born in California, Orange County. Uh, travel around a lot. Right now, I'm in Miami, Tampa, Florida, making some noise. I just released a single, Walking on Water which is out right now on all platforms. You can check it out on YouTube. Um, you can also follow me on Instagram at SP8SMJ, that's Space of Maj. Um, <clears throat> I've been doing music for a while. I started at 13 on the piano, and it just evolved over time, you know, over the years, technology, along with producing and creating my own songs. So right now I'm at a point where I'm releasing all my projects uh, in focusing on the dropping of my my album Laws of Infinity this year. Um, so I want all my people to stay tuned in, you know, follow and subscribe and stay tuned and interact and show love. And I got a lot of good stuff for you guys this year. Yes, sir. So I listened to your single Walking on Water and honestly, like the more I listen to it, the more I liked it, and I can honestly say that's in my rotation now. So, could you explain? Huh? That's love. I appreciate that. Oh, yes, sir. Yes, sir. So, could you explain to us what the song means to you and your process behind making that song? Right. So, the song Walking on Water, it means, it stands for if you can picture this, um, Jesus telling Peter to trust him to step off that boat and walk on the water with him. Um, mm-hmm. I've been put through a lot of a lot of trials in this journey as far as testing my faith. So I wanted to make a song that instilled that faith. So um, <clears throat> I called the song Walking on Water, which came to me as a vision. And I just start, I began to put these pieces together. And I produced the beat, you know, like three years before I wrote the song. And I just let the songs come to me. So that song, Walking on Water, is supposed to make you feel like you're untouchable. It's supposed to make you feel like you're encouraged. It's supposed to make you feel the love and make you want to move. Because um, that song itself, it, the formula comes from the Miami Bounce, along with the West Coast Flavor, along with the East Coast Flow. So you're getting all that in one based on my travels and, you know, putting everything together as a formula. So yes, that's, that's what I want to give off on Walking on Water. I want to spread love and just show that people need to have faith in everything you do and, and <clears throat> put everything in God. Just know who you're walking with. So that's Walking on Water. So so what platform um, is your music on? So right now, that single is on Spotify, iTunes, Tidal, all the major platforms that are being streamed right now. Um, it's easily accessed through through my Instagram. My website is about to be launched, so people can find everything on that. Um, so 
But basically, everywhere everywhere you're listening to music, you can type in Slave to Mind, Walking on Water, and it'll come up. And uh, also, along with my next drop, I got a sex symbol coming up. Um, I got a lot of singles coming out. So if they tune in, subscribe, follow me. I'll show love back and just stay tuned. In. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. And uh, how long have you been making music? All right, so it all started when I was 11. Um, I was inspired by my grandfather on, on a grand piano. And I began to just play songs that I heard on the radio until I realized that a lot of the songs use the same chords. So I began to write my own music. And um, that was inspired by, you know, Bone Thugs and Harmony. For the most part, that's the only rap group. That's the only group that I'm a fan of. My entire career has been Bone Thugs and Harmony. Um, so this this all started naturally. It's all organic. It's all been a journey. So I just decided to choose this year to release everything I have in store. Okay. What do you uh, mostly want to express, like, um, as an artist, like, through your songs? Excuse me, repeat that one more time. Uh, What do you, like, mostly want to, like, express as an artist, like, with with your art in general? Mainly, my drive is, my drive is family. My drive is the love, self-love, you know, finding yourself, finding your spirit. And my goal is to travel the world and, you know, bring communities together and establish new inspiration for the youth um, and just, just be a leader. That's that's what I'm coming into. Well, thank you so much for calling into the Juice Radio Show. If you will, please leave us some words of wisdom. Right, shout out, shout out Juice Radio Show. This is Faith Samaj. Go check out Walking on Water. You're going to find a lot of jewels in there. I want to leave something with you guys um, to always have faith and believe in who you are and who you see yourself as. Just have that vision and don't let nobody take your sight away. And, you know, stay blessed and keep him, keep him with you because that's the only answer. Um, I would also say, you know, love on your family, love on whoever, whoever you have around you, um, and know that everything happens for a reason. So yes, that's sir. what I want to leave you guys tonight. And also, before before we let you go today, can you let everybody know the name of that next single, and then give everybody your social media info and tell everybody where to find you. All right, next next single drops is called Sex Symbol. It's gonna be something you could bop to, you could dance to, you know, put something nice and classy on. You could you could dance in the suit. It's for the youth and the elders. You know, it's, it's going to be something you want to watch. So tune in to YouTube. Follow me on Instagram at SP, the number 8, SMJ. That's Faye Samaj. And you can look up Walking in Water. Stay tuned for that sex symbol. And I'll be around. I'll be in touch. All right. We appreciate you, Space Samaj. Nice having you on the show. I appreciate you. You guys stay blessed. I love y'all. You too. You. Love you too. I know that. I appreciate that. Have a good night. You too. All right, so I got Life is Good for Y'all by Future. This is a Just Radio Show. Y'all stay tuned.
Working on the weekend like usual. Way off in the deep end like usual. Swear they passed us, they doing too much. Haven't done my taxes, I'm too turned up. Virgil got a paddock on my wrist going nuts. Caught me slipping once, okay, so what? Someone hit your block up, I tell you if it was us. Man, a house in Rosewood, it too plush. Say my day's a number, but I keep waking up. No, you see my text, baby, please say something. Wine by the glass, you man, a cheapskate, huh? Gotta move off my release day, huh? This is fame, not clout. I don't even know what that's about. Watch your mouth. Baby, got an ego twice the size of the crib. I can never tell it. It is what it is. Said what I had to and did what I did. Never turn my back on FBG, God forbid. Virgil got the paddock on my wrist, doing front flips. Giving you my number, but don't hit me on no dunk. Working on the weekend like usual. Way off in the deep end like usual. Swear they passed us, they doing too much. Haven't done my taxes, I'm too turned up. Virgil got a paddock, wrist going nuts. Someone to block up, I think it was us. House in Rosewood, it's too plush. It's cool, man. Got red bottoms on. Life is good. Hearts down for the cheapest ring on the finger, little. I done flew one out to Spain to be in my domain in automotive. dollars on the rain, cars in the truck, look. Ooh. I was in the shop serving cocaine, ain't been the same fence. Granted, she was standing right down while I catch play on the brick. Ooh. I made them look, go ahead, while I tell the in this. Ooh. I done been down bad in them trenches, had to ride with that stick. Ooh. Who gave you pills and gave that dust, put them sent on his dick. Ooh. Too many convicts that rolled me to play in this. Drowned about nonsense, get old, so they had the counter like lighting it up. I'm on a PJ lighting it up. Bad wood full of shit. I'm trying to talk that Drake on Sunday and then it's this They got to stretch it. How we gonna die for this? I ride some made that we rich. I was at the band though. Got a pen. I put a closet. It's like a shadow. Lay on my neck. My I got things told they taught different languages. Ooh, got from melanin in my blood and burgundy. Uh, Hundred thousand for the cheapest ring on the finger. Ooh, I done flew one out to Spain to be in my domain and automotive. Ooh, dropped three dollars on the rain, cause been the truck look. Ooh, I was in the shop serving cocaine, they ain't been the same since. That's by the time I call it Savini. I go tremendo for new fettuccine. All fat though, claret the pinky. All fat though, part of the season. I'm in the loop with the boo. I'm in the loop with the boo. Which one you work with? I put your face to the news. I put the foot on the shirt. After I merge it, make it go shoot up the hearse. Cost me a quarter bird. It's birthday and you a maniac. I'm an alien. How you spurging? Got that kitty cat. I'm having fun with that. Going Birkin. Hundred thousand for the cheapest ring on the finger of it. I done flew one out to Spain to be in my domain in automotive. Ooh, three dollars on the rain cause it's been the truck look. Ooh, I was in the trap serving cocaine, they ain't been the same fence. Ooh, hunt down for the cheapest ring on the cheap finger look. Hunt down for the cheapest ring on the cheap finger look. Hunt down for the cheapest ring on the cheap finger look. Hunt down for the cheapest ring on the cheap finger look. All right, this is the Juice Radio Show. We are back. This is the Juice Radio Show. We are back. It is your girl, TK. 
Um, we got some beautiful guests today, um, but let me say quickly. Uh, so we have World Stage Theater Company presents February 6th through 9th, 2020. Um, it is a play by Sanjay Linden, directed by Kelly McLeod Schneigen. Schengen. Schengen. <laughs> I'm sorry. That's all right. Okay. Schengen. <laughs> February 6th through 9th, 2020. Yes, Tulsa Performing Arts Center. Sorry. Okay, at uh, Liddy Dongen's Theater, in partnership with YWCA, produced by Special Arrangement, with the Dramatic Publishing Company of Woodstock, Illinois. So I'm going to let y'all introduce yourselves so we can get right into it. Hi, um, I'm Kelly McLeod Shingen. I'm the Artistic Director of World Stage Theater Company, and I'm super excited to talk just a little bit about our company, as well as talk about the upcoming production that we have um, in February called I have before me a remarkable document given to me by a young lady from Rwanda. I know it's a lot. <laughs> it's a mouthful, but it's a really important story. Uh, this year was 20, 2019 was 25 years since the Rwandan genocide. And America uh, was ignorant of it when it happened 25 years ago and mm-hmm. did cease to commemorate it in 2019. So we want to do our part to make sure that people don't forget about the atrocities that our people have, you know, experienced in the right, globe. Right. And, um, and it's a fantastic story to talk about immigration and refugee status, especially with what's going on at our borders. Mm-hmm. Okay. And who else do we have here? My name is Mecca. I go by the Cali classic and, uh, I just recently, uh, joined and got on board with world stage theater and I just couldn't be more excited about, um, who's God who God has crossed me with along the way. So right. it's been a fun ride. Yeah. It's been about seven years since I've graced the stage. So okay. I'm feeling at home. Right. Okay. Okay. Uh, my name is John Burns. Uh, so I'm in the play with uh, Mecca, with, uh, Simon. And um, I've, I've been uh, doing Tulsa theater for the last decade uh, through theater pops, theater Tulsa, Heller theater, World Stage Theater now, and I've been tracking Kelly down, trying to get her to put something, so I'm excited. Okay. We're happy to have him. Right. So, tell me a little bit about theater. Like, what exactly does that entail? Oh, my gosh. Um, So, theater, for me, is everything, if you want to know the truth. Um, It's an opportunity to uh, climb into the skin of a character and tell stories on stage that really take people to another place another time and what I love about theater more than anything is that it has to to stir up compassion and empathy in people it's not unlike watching a film the difference is with theater there's a give and take in film the actors don't know who's watching them in theater people know who's watching them they hear the laughter they can hear the tears they can hear the sniffles so there's a give and take there's an exchange of a relationship in theater between in live theater between the actor and the audience and and that for me is is the only way to perform okay so what about you guys in your opinion definitely for me theater is therapy you know it's a way that you can have a way to express not only what you might be feeling but um to be able to relate you know to another human being what they may be never what they may never have the ability to articulate you know as an actor and actress you have the power to be able to um assist someone you know oftentimes through those things and so um 
what a great way, you know, to use theater as therapy as an outlet. Yeah. You know, yeah. So you said that the the play is about the genocide in Rwanda, right? Mm-hmm. So can you give us a little bit of history about that? Sure. Um, do you want to take that? Sure. Or, yeah, go ahead. Um, it took place in 1994, and at that time, I was 14, uh, and I don't remember a lot of uh, buzz about it, you know, aside of the, remember the movie, Hotel Rwanda, that Don Cheadle was in? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, but um, essentially, <clears throat> I actually knew someone personally um, back in California that had gone through it, the genocide, and she had to, you know, her whole family was massacred. You know, they came to her house, killed their mother, father, sister, brothers, and she literally had to, you know, go somewhere and hide. And, you know, eventually when she felt that it was safe enough, she had to crawl over her dead family members to escape to safety, which, you know, I'm sure any of us can't even fathom. And so I believe it was during that time, about maybe three months, just shy of three months, over 800,000 Africans were slain, which is a pretty large amount, you know, to, uh, within three months. Yeah. Within three months. Yeah. So that is a tragedy that we never want to forget, you know? And so, um, very happy to play Juliet, the survivor, um, just one to name, you know, yeah. so that we can just make sure that those lives are never forgotten and that they're not in vain. Mm-hmm. Okay. Do you ever face like any obstacles, like trying to play your character and how do you get over that? With help. <laughs> <laughs> I, I I mean, it, like I, I mentioned earlier, I haven't graced the stage in about seven years. You know, I used to act back home and even taught, but being with these caliber of people who I respect and have um, a, a resume, you know, that speaks for itself. I'm always open and willing to take their constructive criticism. You know, the, the notes that they give me um, is really, truly, it's inspirational. And so there's a lot of love circuit in our close niche. And that's what really helps me. Love truly does cover a multitude of things. And people who care about you, who want to see you do well, will give you the blatant truth. And so I appreciate that. And that's what helps to get me through. Yeah, Mech is a, a, a true professional. Um, seven years gap is not really a, um, apparent when when I'm working with her and uh, when Kelly's working with her. So... She's really humble, but she's talented, and uh, you know, I'm definitely happy and proud of, of what we're what we're putting together and what we're gonna have here in the next couple of weeks. So, have you performed before? Yeah. So this is probably um, I, I did some improv training up in New York City. I lived there for a while. I've been back. I've been in Tulsa, back in Oklahoma, for the last ten years. Oh, wow. This may be uh, my ninth or tenth show in Tulsa, but I've mostly been doing musicals. So Jesus Christ Superstar, Spam a lot, um, Into the Woods, they're all, all musicals that I've done in the last five, six years or so. So I'm really happy to be doing a dramatic play, which is yeah. my first time kind of doing it. It's just two people. You know, so Oh, so it's just it's just oh, wow. Mecca and me on the stage for an okay. hour and a half. <laughs> which so, which is a really big deal, honestly, yeah. for two actors to carry story for an hour and a half it's just the two of them they can't hide <laughs> and a story like that in particular it's, yeah. a, it's a heavy story but what I love about working with these two is that they are so good at what they do and they have to take these characters and create 
a full person um, out of stories that neither of them know because it's a, it's a cultural experience too, right? A lot of times you do plays and it's about other Americans, but she's, she steps into the skin of a Rwandan woman, uh, a Tutsi, as a matter of fact, which I'll tell you more about that in a minute. And then, um, and, and John steps into the skin of an Englishman um, who's, who's playing uh, a, a professional at the refugee center where she goes to seek help in writing her book to tell her story about survival. Um, and, and the, and what I was saying about the, I'll tell you more about the, what it means to be a Tutsi is the whole genocide that happened in South Africa was between the two ethnic groups that existed, the Hutus and the Tutsis. And, and it was the Hutus that massacred, um, the Tutsis. And, um, if you do a lot of research on the whole story, you know, you'll hear that they were driven by people who were stirring up animosity between the difference in what people look like. And, and, and we've heard this story before, light skin versus dark skin, right. you know, full lips versus, you know, a thin nose. It, yeah. It's stupid stuff like that that was left behind by the colonizers. Mm. Um, and so, um, uh, unfortunately, it, they just whipped up a frenzy and really kind of stirred up a lot of uh, damage, basically. Ultimately, it was the colonizers. Mm. That, that I am running to defeat Ultimately, it was the colonizers that created that rift and fomented um, what led to that. I, I don't think that the, the Hutus were um, inherently evil mm-hmm. people at all. They Not were neighbors. Close. They were people that uh, Tootsies loved married and, and married. And right. It was all just, you know, all well and good. But, yeah, yeah you know what happens. Yeah. So, okay, explain to me. Why did you come from New York City to Tulsa? <laughs> Great question. <laughs> yeah. No, sure. I, 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 I grew up in Oklahoma in oh, Mormon. Okay. okay. So my uh, my wife and I moved there after we got married and we, we were there for about five years. Um always wanted to experience living in New York for a while, but yeah. Uh once we started having kids, um it it, it, it becomes difficult to stay in that city. And um, and we were happy to get back home here to Tulsa, but I came with a lot of uh, fun experience. Yeah. Want to ask me how I got here from Chicago? <laughs> yes. <laughs> outside of Chicago. Add that. That's a long story. <laughs> yeah. Explain. Well, I, I'm, I was joking mostly, but but I, I did end up arriving here because my husband, his job. So he got relocated and here yeah. we are. Simple as that. She she was born and raised <laughs> in Chicago, though. I'm so sorry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I know, yeah. like being in theater, you have to yeah. use your voice to, mm. you know, express yourself and mm-hmm. things. So, mm-hmm. like, has that always been, um, uh, like a characteristic? I guess that's the word that you guys have had, or is it something that you had to learn over time? I, I can probably say that I was always dramatic. <laughs> Um, I don't know that I, I, and, and to be honest with you, my South side dialect was trained out of me. So when I got to university and started doing theater, um, um, I had to take these classes called Dixon, diction and articulation. Um, and all of that stuff was really trained out of me. The only time that I really kind of get real comfortable with my language again is when I go back home and I'm with my family and friends and whatnot. But, um, it, it truly is something that I had to learn. It wasn't, yeah. it wasn't a part of my experience growing up. We just kind of talked, you know, mm-hmm. <laughs> said what we wanted to say. Yeah, yeah. for me, I, I was a performer as a, as a kid, definitely, just for my family. 
or usually comedy and that kind of thing. But uh, um, the 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 craft of acting itself does take a lot of um, uh, it takes a lot of honing. You 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 there's a, there's a lot to just learn about yourself and how do you step into another person's shoes and it creates that empathy and compassion not not just mm-hmm. for the audience to stir it in them but for you as an actor you mm-hmm. find yourself all of a sudden in the shoes of somebody whose experience you wouldn't have been able to identify with before so mm-hmm. okay. how about you Mecca? Definitely. I was always the kid that got in trouble for talking too much in class, <laughs> you know, or my mom would be like, stop dancing in public. I'm like, what? There's music in my head, you know? So I think some things absolutely you can be taught, but then there's some things that are just innate and that you're God given born with. Mm-hmm. And I absolutely do believe that this is, you know, my purpose, my platform. Um, it's what I just have been doing since I was four, five, six years old as far as I can remember. Mm. Yeah. Can I tell just a little bit about why I started World Stage? Yeah, go ahead. Because we're only, we're only three years old. Um, and I've been here since 2007, I think. So, um, and had done all the, worked with all the theater companies that John mentioned. Um, but I was realizing that what I wanted was to tell these multicultural stories, the, these stories that, that don't get a lot of play in town and their stories that connect us to the humanity of others. And on top of that, I wanted to make sure that we were doing the type of shows that allowed for um, strong actors of color specifically to be featured and not just ensemble or background in other productions. And uh, because it, it got to the point where it was a little frustrating with me that, you know, I could do a play, but you know, and Dan's in the background and, and that's fine. I don't mind. That. I think that yeah. that's equally as important, but if that's all that's available to us, um, it was a little frustrating. There is a fantastic theater company here called Theater North that tells stories primarily of the African-American experience, and it was never my desire to come and do that. I wanted to tell multicultural stories. I wanted to bring everybody together and have an opportunity to tell our stories while featuring right, strong actors of color. So, um, yeah. And also, <laughs> we wanted to take at least one show abroad every year. Uh, since we have started, we took one production to the Netherlands. Uh, so we went October, we went to the Netherlands, did three shows in Delft, The Hague, and, and Amsterdam. Um, and then we did a couple of schools and we did some classroom training, blah, blah, blah. Uh, and we are we are working on the in Knockwood, uh, the final steps to take these guys to Ireland in October. So um, so the goal is also with World Stage is not just not just in the name. We're really trying to make this a global citizenry as yeah. well. So um, so that's why we decided to do it, and we'll see how it goes. Right. Yeah. That sounds exciting. Let's do it. <laughs> Okay. So uh, my question is, y'all kind of answered this a little bit, but I was wondering, have y'all heavily explored other artistic mediums? And if so, how did that enhance your stage skills? Mm, good question. Um, I'm going to say that I, I like to sing. I would never say that I'm a singer. You know what I'm <laughs> right. saying? Right, right. I can't sing. <laughs> But I sing, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm, so yeah. I sing, uh, I do a lot of musical theater. So a lot of my um, 
a lot of my early days were playing the piano and also singing. And so I think that that helped to give me a little bit of confidence to actually step up on the stage and then open my mouth and speak. But yeah. it started with music. And I know, oh, sorry, John. Oh, you go ahead, something. Mecca, please. I started off um, in dance. My mother enrolled me uh, in, after all those whoopings for dancing in the store. Just kidding. <laughs> she enrolled me uh, in Marla Gibbs. You guys remember Marla from 227? Maybe that's before your yeah. time. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, me, we're, we're the old people remember. We really are. But uh, she had a drama school at the time in Lamert Park. It was right across from my father's salon. And so he should just walk me to drama class. And then, like, my mom would take me to Lulu Washington School of Dance in Los Angeles. And, yeah, and I, that carried with me throughout all of high school. You know, in high school, I uh, danced third period for dance. I danced after school for my own personal, you know, groups that I had associated with school. And then after school, I would go to the studio. You know, my mom sold our car, like, so that I could pay for tuition. Wow. Yeah, and, like, took ballet for, you know, four years. So, oh, wow. yeah, that, that definitely pushes you um, to be more confident, you know, mm -hmm. in who you are and to get into character. You know, dancers can't say anything, but you're you're envisioning what it is that we have to say so i think i did ballet in like third grade you go girl Put your toes. <laughs> Me too. yeah it was crazy <laughs> third grade it was fun though. yeah i i i sing i sing with a choir at my church but I also do musical theater and mm -hmm. um write uh i write and and uh not a great drawer but all, all, all the different artistic mediums are there to i mean Really, we're creators, right? Yeah. Hum, humans are are uh, unique animals in that mm -hmm. um, respect, and and so if you're not creating something, it doesn't have to be quote art, right? But you know, creating relationships mm -hmm. or, or you know, <laughs> creating other people, like my wife and I have done a few <laughs> times, right? You know, you with that that is what we're meant to do. And art is this great, easy, accessible. I say easy because you could sit down and just write a few lines about yeah. how you're feeling right now. And if it evokes some sort of response in you or a connection with another person, that's art. Mm -hmm. And yeah, spend your time doing that stuff. Mm -hmm. yeah. All right. So um, my question is, in your opinion, how do you feel theater reflects and influences society? Oh, okay. That's beautiful. I love that question. So I have to say that when I was coming up with the name for World Stage, um, I connected and resonated with a phrase from one of Shakespeare's plays, um, As You Like It, and it's all the world is a stage, mm -hmm. right? And, um, and, and, and it goes on to say, and men and women are but its players, right? So basically what he's saying is all of us are, are actors at the end of the day, right? Mm -hmm. um, and so for me, I, I really think that that also plays into how Art imitates life and life imitates art. It's, it's, it's a marriage between the two of them. And I think that with, with theater specifically, like Shakespeare did, he would hold up the mirror to what was going on in society at that time. He was incredibly critical of the, of the, of, of, uh, of, of the monarchy. He was critical of what was happening politically. He was critical of, you know, uh, the, the cross cross-cultural relationships and the wars that were happening. So he was, 
he seems untouchable to us the way they teach us in school because we're like Shakespeare man that dude's crazy I don't even know what he's talking about (laughs) but if you really learn more about him he was just a dude who wasn't unlike many of our rappers who observed what was going on and and spoke truth to power and so I think that theater has everything to do with being able to speak truth to power by telling amazing stories and holding up the mirror and and one of the things that I say to when to audiences when we get ready to start is that we want to ask questions. Are we who we think we are? Right. So when we do a play or a production, you know, what does it stir in you? Are you really who you think you are? Would you do what you think you would do, you know, or would you do something completely different and be surprised by your response? So um, I don't know. I don't know that theater has ever in my experience been just entertainment. It's I think it's edutainment. So um, that's de- my story. De- I'm yeah, yeah. It <laughs> right. definitely causes you to <laughs> definitely causes you to look 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 inside yourself. Yeah. And I, I I know that for me, every single show I've seen, good and bad, uh, ha- ha- has shown me something about myself, my preferences, who, you know who I am, what I need to learn, what I need to work on. And so edutainment, yeah, absolutely. So you know, come to this show, the heavy subject, uh, genocide in Rwanda. We don't take you to the genocide outside of her stories of it, which does take you there. However, there's a lot of real life in the stories. It's not all heavy. It's funny. We're there to entertain you at the same time and and, and entertain you, but then leave you feeling with like, my God, you know, there's the world gets deep sometimes um you know and and so you'll you'll enjoy it Mm -hmm. sure Mm -hmm. well i'm actually like um i do musical theater myself like i have um for a few years now and so like what would you say to someone that is trying to grow or is maybe like even new to acting what would you say to them to kind of help them Do you want that or should I take that? I think that probably your best bet in allowing the universe to allow and align for you what is truly meant for you is to um, think about and focus on what it is that you want and what you desire. You know, and I think um, your thoughts are powerful. Your thoughts become things. Uh, before I met Miss Kelly, I had already been on some sort of cuspus. I knew that I missed theater and I wanted to go back to it I miss creating things I started dancing with the better team and uh, created better dance fit you know as my partner was talking about creating things and once I got in creative mode you know I, I saw the audition on Facebook you know and I was like I really want to go I have to work that night how am I going to get there I ended up getting the night I think it was you know it's meant uh, once you seek your purpose and once you get linked up with people who are like-minded and who are positive influences on you I really believe that the marriage will you know be a healthy one the rest of your walk wherever the journey may lead you right. yeah and I'll add just something to that first of all, awesome that you're in musical theater I hope that we see you you know in the in the Tulsa theater community mm-hmm. um, you know show up to the auditions what, what's your name Eden, Eden. Um, so cool what name. I Thank you. So what I would I would definitely piggyback Mecca and say you know those thoughts that you had to want to do this are going to lead you into the actions that create the thing you know that's our whole life that doesn't just apply to this right once you do get linked in a tip that i would say is that 
you will sometimes find a lot of opportunities will begin to come to you. Um, and you, you want to be selective about that to some extent, you know, just like the TV you watch or the books you read, uh, some opportunities are going to be meant for you and, and some aren't. So you want to be, um, you, you want to know if you're into, is this a story that, you know, I connect with or a story that I feel like is going to take me in the direction that I want to be as an, as an actor and, and that will also you end up and stay with in the community that that you need to be around and you know that's thing. you'll be around them a lot <laughs> yeah and, and i'll say believe in yourself you know because one of the things that people there will always be people who will say uh oh it's so hard to make it you know you'll never make it there's always going to be somebody who's going to tell you what you can't do right so you have to continue to believe in yourself and go for it full-fledged and if you really believe that this is for you it is for you it's hard (laughs) um but it can be done and we've got lots of examples out there so you just have to believe in yourself because as i said there's going to be people so many people the naysayers are going to be around you on a regular basis now are you sure you think you can really do that? I really like you, or whatever. Um, but as long as you believe in yourself and, and feel strong, and, and this is what you're supposed to do—a calling, if you will. Um, just continue to step in front of the other. So, what we ask all of our guests to do is leave us with words of wisdom. So, what do you guys have for us today? You mean beside that wisdom bomb? Right. Besides everything that y'all have already said. <laughs> <laughs> um, be careful of the company you keep. The old people you say birds of a feather. And that just remains true. Um, for me, just really be intentional. You know, um, hold on to that thought to become things. You know, be careful about what you allow. You can't, you know, suck it all back up once you think it. But it's okay to um, say, you know what, I can think with my higher thought. You know, I remind myself of that. What's the higher thought? What's a, what's a better, you know, thought that I can have to replace that one and give it a better energy? And yeah. when you uh, insert that along with, you know, plus love, intention plus love, that covers a multitude of things, nine times out of ten, you know, just the universe will align things for you. So love and intention. I'll let you go last because we need yours uh, to linger. <laughs> but uh, I, I would say that um, this might 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 sound strange to some of you, but um, who we think we are is 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 not actually the the essence of who we are. There's there's a personality that we create. There's clothes that we put on, uniforms that we wear characters we step into the more you step into characters you the more you realize I I was just that person if I was just that person then how can I be John Burns well the reality is is nothing is permanent we're we're changing all the time and there's there's these little things that are part of who we actually are but just don't forget that ultimately we're always creating ourselves and, and the best way to go world, regardless of what you are have a gender or atheist or whatever what are the values that you want other people to be able to name about you 
Mm. And how do you express those values? What's the next step you can take that's connected to that actual value? You have a value to act and create. What steps are you taking to act and create? Um, and you will find yourself sometimes trying to go against those values because maybe you're scared of what will happen. But don't go with those values and that's you'll find right. your place in the place you want to be. Yeah. And I just want to say, you know, the shortest, one of my favorite quotes is the shortest distance between two strangers is a story. Mm-hmm. So I recommend that you listen and you tell. Mm-hmm. Um, I also want to invite folks to visit our website at www.okworldstage.org. Um, we have our auditions listed there. We have our upcoming shows listed there. We'll be announcing our 2020-2021 season soon, and there'll be tons of auditions um, for next year. So we would love it if people would um, follow us on Facebook, on the Instagram. <laughs> What's our Instagram? OK World Stage. And on Facebook, I think you can just search World Stage. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Theater mm-hmm. Coach. Theater Coach. Uh, yeah. Okay. And come see the show, right? Yeah, You're going to plug it? Opening night. February 6th and 9th, 2020, um, at the Tulsa Performing Arts Center in Liddy Dungeons. 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 Theater. Mm-hmm. Y'all, make sure y'all be there. I'm sure it's going to be remarkable. I will definitely try to make it because I'm interested. Yeah. Thank you, Just Radio. <laughs> Thank you, guys. Thank you guys so much for Thank coming. For uh, this is the Just Radio show. I'm going to with a little bit of the drink. You already know. Uh, it's called Nice for what? Stay tuned. Representing it here tonight. Hold on, hold on. He letting you back in. How can I explain myself? Louisiana. Murder on the beat. Something for y'all to cut up to, you know? Yeah. Everybody get your roll on. I know Shorty and she doesn't want no slow song. Had a man last year, life goes on. Haven't let the thing lose, girl, it's so long. You been inside, know you like to lay low. I've been people what you bring to the table. Working hard, girl, everything paid for. First, last phone, bill, car, no cable. With your phone out, gotta hit them angles. With your phone out, tapping like you payphone. Ain't showing off, but it's alright. Ain't showing off. But it's alright, it's your life, yeah. That's a real one in your reflection. Without a follow, without a mention, you really piping up on these. You gotta be nice for what to these. I understand, you got a hundred bands, you got a baby band, you got some bad friends, high school pics, you was even bad then, you ain't stressing off no lover in the past tense, you already had there, work at 8 a.m., finish round five, all down, you don't see them outside, yeah, they don't really be the same offline, you know dog days, you know hard time, doing all the time, for the last month, Saturday, call the girl, get them gas up, gotta hit the club, gotta make that jump. Gotta hit the club like you hit them, hit them, hit them angles. With your phone out, tapping like you pay And you're showing off, but it's alright. And you're showing off, but it's alright. It's a short life. Uh-huh. 
breakdown. Searching for ways to grow your business? Or perhaps you would like to invest in Tulsa's African-American community? The Black Wall Street Chamber of Commerce is a great place to start. The Chamber was created to serve and increase the visibility of needs in our community. It is an umbrella organization for local businesses, the Tulsa Juneteenth Festival, BWS Black Women in Business, and the Grassroots Economic Development Fund known as BWS The Power Group. For more information about the Black Wall Street Chamber of Commerce or to donate to the Power Group, visit bwschamber.com. Hi, I'm Denise Parker with Midtown Embroidery. We do it all from any type of promotional, from screen printing, embroidery, school uniforms, Greek lettering, workwear, monogramming. There's no job too big or too small and no location too far. Let us be your one-stop shop. We're located at 2808 East 15th Street, Tulsa, Oklahoma, 74104. Our phone number is 918-982-3254. Our email address is denise.tulsamidtown at gmail.com. Thank you. Dawn Tree here, CEO of Underground Tree Studios, your one-stop shop for graphics, web design, and art. You can find us online at www.utreep.com, that's the letter U-T-R-E-E-P.com, as well as finding us on Facebook, Underground Tree Studios, Instagram as Underground Tree, and you can also find artist Dawn Tree online as Artista Dawn Tree, and you can also kick it old school and give us a call at 202 202- 910-4409. Don't hesitate to call us. All it takes is a 10-minute consultation and we can have you hooked up. Peace. Use our platform to promote today's leaders while inspiring tomorrow. And super serve our local community while helping you serve the world. We are Eaton Media Services, a full-service media company providing promotion, geography, recording services, and more. Connect with us today to find out how we can help you entertain, empower, and inform at EatonMediaServices.com. Hey, what's good with y'all, man? You got Shot Guy Live from the North Side on the ones and twos, and we are back with the Juice Radio Show. 
And today we are going to introduce a special guest, a friend of mine. We have Eli Harrigan, a.k.a. Chief. What's up? What's up, what's up with you, man? A little bit here, a little bit there. <laughs> <laughs> so for the folks that ain't here, tell them a little bit about yourself, what you do, all that. Uh, I work at Walmart. uh, I do uh, photography Uh, That's how everybody in the room knows me If you know me Uh, Photography mostly Yeah, that's how I get my name out there these days Yes sir So As far as the Photography goes How would you How would you personally explain your style My style I say, you know I never really I don't ever really think that I have a style. It's always just, for me, it's what's natural. That's what I always try to get from what I do. Uh, mainly, the past year has been pretty much all just portraiture, just mm-hmm. uh, taking pictures of people and um, not really so much things. So, yeah, I would say it's just really just trying to reach humanity. That's my style, just reaching humanity through photography. I like that. I like that. So before we proceed, I'm going to go ahead and pull my dude Latrell in a little bit. Oh, you know what to Shaheem, I love you, but not today. It's been a long day. Okay, okay. I got you. (laughs) I got you. Okay. Oh, my bad. No, go ahead. Um, How long have you been doing photography? Uh... Let's see, what year is it? Yeah, it's 2020 now, so I've been doing it for almost three years on my own, like two and a half, really. Yeah. Okay, and have you always used film? Yeah, it's pretty much always been film. Uh, When I started photography, uh, it was just like in a class in high school, and I didn't get into it until I started shooting film. Okay. I remember... uh... It was back in two thousand end of two thousand seventeen. I didn't know I didn't know whether you was I didn't know whether you was like doing shoots seriously or not, but I remember I was in the mind state where I was like, Okay, I kinda I kinda wanna build a team and the first thing I wanted to do was get my aesthetic right. So let me look for a good photographer. And it was like it it's it's a lot of people that can take quality photos like photos that look good but who got that who got that eye you know and after a while I was just browsing kind of going with the flow and all of a sudden I just came across I just came across your page one day I was like I like this man's style like I don't like I don't I didn't know how to explain it but it was just of a lot of your photos, they reminded me of, like, some really vintage stuff. Like, I remember one time I commented on one of your photos, and I was like, okay, this kind of give me the children of the corn vibes. I like that. I like right. that. I remember that. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And I was like, yeah, man, let me, let me get up and see what's up with a photo shoot. And we ended up getting that arranged, and... We had our challenges with that first shoot, but <laughs> overall, we it was cool. Like we exchanged ideas, and we got the 
we got the vision set and then for future photo shoots they just got better and better we both got better at our individual crafts and being able to exchange ideas and stuff like that so it was cool yeah yeah i remember that uh that picture you commented on and i didn't get it at all it was just like a picture of a (laughs) children of the corn vibe from a picture of a pit bull but i took it and uh yeah, that's that's kind of like the same thing I've been getting from other people when they describe my work is, is vintage. Uh, I never tried to go for that. It's just what came about. You know, I've always wanted my stuff to look timeless. Mm-hmm. So I can see how that did happen. Definitely. So are there like people that influence you or um, um, like certain people that you like look at to get an idea of how you want? Just to come out to be, if that makes sense. Yeah, uh, I can say when I first started, uh, I had like classic photographers from like the '60s and the '70s in mind for what I wanted, and they still do influence me when it comes to like how I look at color and light. Uh, but the the things that they shot, that's what I wanted to shoot at first, but it's kind of changed over time. I'm more influenced these days by the artists around me, really, just bouncing off of other people. Even if it's not photography, if it's something else, I still try to see what I can pick up from it. Like mm-hmm. Shaheem here, you know, he's one of those artists that's close to me, around me. Uh, I pick up from him. And every time that we shoot, you actually was like, Shaheem, you kind of took me out of my comfort zone. You was the first person to ask me to to shoot pictures for you and I was like I'm not ready for this but <laughs> I went and did it anyways and we're here today so yes, sir. I can say you're a part of that out here catching oh. angles <laughs> <laughs> I seen the, um, the shoot you did with the flowers I thought that was pretty dope I like attempted to do something like that but it didn't quite come out the way I imagined it to be but yeah, it was kind of pretty cool how y'all, you know, the shoot came out. Yeah, yeah, that was uh, Shaheem's idea, all Shaheem's idea, and uh, I didn't know if it would work, and but it did. You know, we made we made something happen. It, was, it turned out really well. Mm-hmm. To be honest, I gotta give credit to TK right here because she the one that brought it to me, and at first I was like. Yeah. I don't, I don't know about this, <laughs> but like after a while, I just kind of, I guess you could say I kind of did some soul searching and I was thinking about it and this was like months that I was thinking about it and I was like, okay, okay. Yeah, I maybe. think I was actually trying to do like a show, but it, I don't remember what I called it. Um, It was like, I think, I don't remember I think it was something about femininity and masculinity, but it was like mm-hmm. the two kind of being combined, you know? And um, I tried to do the shoot for the show. It didn't come out right. I was just like, ugh, got frustrated with it. <laughs> and I just kind of quit. Right. But uh, now I'm, I'm kind of rethinking it now. Maybe I should actually do it. Yeah. Good idea. Definitely, definitely. I wish I could remember what it was called, but I cannot remember for now. Um. Well, speaking of, like, frustration, like, do you ever, like, have times where you just, it's not coming out how you imagined it? Like, how do you deal with that? Well, uh, since I shoot on film, I don't really know if it's going to come out how I imagine it until later on, say, maybe a week later or two weeks later. Or sometimes I don't get my film developed until 
months later, you know, if it's just something I ain't got around to or I'm mm. too busy shooting other people's stuff. But uh, that's really only happened once where it really did not come out how I expected it to. And that was kind of, uh, it was very frustrating because I'm not really used to that because the way that film works, you know, you really got to make sure that you are, that you are just certain about everything that you do. And with film, like, you can only get, like, one opportunity to get that perfect photo, right? Like, you can't, like, you know, I know, like, with digital, you can just, like, take the same shot, like, millions and millions of times. But with film, am I right? Like, you have to just kind of, like, snap it, and then if it comes out right, it do. If it don't, it don't. Yeah, yeah, it's, like, uh, older photographers from, like, back in the day, that's something that, like, really varied between different photographers was how much they shot of a certain image. Like mm-hmm. sometimes if I'm doing a photo shoot and uh, I'll really like something, but I just want to make sure that I catch it. I might shoot it three times, four times. I use, you know, four different images from, I'm limited in how many pictures that I can take on a roll mm-hmm. of film. Uh, and some photographers back in the day, they would only shoot it once and then they're, they're just, certain of it or they might shoot it 10 times it just depends on on your certainty of it so my question to you is um what what makes you want to stay on like shooting on film cameras instead of switching over to digital like is there a certain preference do you like it better than digital or stuff like that uh yeah when i originally started it was about me developing the film i really enjoy doing that i don't develop my own film now so it's kind of changed and it became more so of me just really liking the film uh the feel of things from the type of camera that i have uh even the images once i get them developed and you really look at them the small imperfections you know you can really fall in love with uh you can now a lot of the stuff I realize that you can still get on digital, uh, but I just don't have a connection to it the same way. Everything's not as important. Everything's not as special. Yeah, honestly, um, whenever whenever we had our first photo shoot and I was seeing the way that the photos came out at the end, I was kind of like, as far as the little imperfections go, I was like, dang, I really, I don't know about this. But over time, I sat with them, and I was like, these imperfections, they kind of, they kind of beautiful. And they had a lot of, they actually had a lot of personality to the photos. Yeah. Uh, I got to say, for that first photo shoot that you and I did, <laughs> I wouldn't, I wouldn't want that today, though. <laughs> yeah, it wasn't good, though, in general. <laughs> It wasn't. I, I can say that now. Nah, that's not for me. Man, <laughs> came a long way, that's for sure. So is there like, um, so do you just like doing portraits or is there um, like other things that you like to photograph? Uh, Yeah, when I started, I didn't want to do portraits. It was more so just like kind of like street film not street film street photography where you just uh you shoot whatever is out there in the world you know whatever interesting thing that you see 
whatever something that's just out of the ordinary or is funny or just something you don't usually see, but the angle that you shoot it at can make it beautiful or something like that. Uh, like I can say when I moved into my home is, you know, it's wood everywhere. It's all different colors, uh, wallpapers and everything. I wanted just to shoot pictures of like just the way that the light hits uh, the furniture, the way the light, goes through the curtains something like that you know you can find beauty in everything and and photography can really show you that yeah i agree with that definitely so um with yourself today and where you where you where you gotten yourself today uh is there anything that you would change or do in your past to get you where you are or to go down a different route or anything like that uh I I don't know if I could really say that because the photography kind of just carried me to where it wanted to go. Uh, Maybe I could have pushed my, my own image further because really all the, the major steps, the, the milestones or whatever you want to call them for my photography, they all just came to me. I just had other people ask me, you know, like, do would you like to present some of your work in this show, or would you like to shoot with me, or do you do this kind of shoot, something like that. That all just came to me. I never really looked out for it. I never really pushed for it to come. So perhaps I would push things more in the beginning because those things did help me grow. Okay. Definitely. So, I guess, I guess one thing we like to do with all of our guests, of course, is ask them to drop some words of wisdom. So, what would be your words of wisdom for us today? Uh, I would say that it's make sure you're you're communicating with the world and with the people around you what you want. And also, make sure you're communicating it right in the correct way. Uh, mm-hmm. There's more than just one way to communicate things, but make sure you're doing it effectively. Forever. So, one last thing. Can you drop your, I suppose for everybody else, could you drop your social media info? Yeah, yeah, it's a little complicated. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, my Instagram name I pretty much only use Instagram, really. Uh, my Instagram name is, is first part of it is in Spanish. So it's yamame.chief. Uh, that's L-L-A-M-A-M-E dot chief, C-H-I-E-F. I always thought it was llama. <laughs> I always read it as llama. I don't know why. Right, yeah. That's what everyone says, and I, I kind of kept it that way because I like llamas. I like it Alpacas. <laughs> Yamame Chief. That means call me Chief. All right. Y'all, this is the juice, and we are headed to our music break.
won't go nowhere without them. If they don't let us in, they might throw shots at the bouncer. Activist medicine got it straight from out the doctors. I'm with RJ, but I call him Wayne because he's a shot. So pick up the ladder, put it in the gun with the nostrils. Spit attitude, but we come straight out of hybrids. I'm going to make her play when she see the way I flex. Grammy, move my family's out the projects. We went from chilling in the projects to making projects. He was trying to get to the top and they tried to stop us. I took her stuff, I don't need no voucher. She looked at my wrist and she looked at a hundred thousand. Wrist so lazy, wonder why she like me. I'm drowning in water. I just bought a Cuban, dipped it in a fountain. Bye. 